course creators. My name is Rachel Recklum, and I want to welcome you to Train Thrive Growth, where we share online learning and training tips for small businesses who want to make an impact in their business through learner-centered design. Hello, hello. Okay, so today on the podcast, I wanted to hop on here to talk about beta testing. So beta testing is a really popular strategy for validating your course. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I am all about finding ways to validate your course. That means proving that you have an audience before you invest tons of time, effort, money, energy, love, everything that we put into online courses. Figure out if you have a concept that works before you make that big investment. So now the question is, is beta testing really the best way to go about this? And I have a few thoughts. So I like beta testing. I do. And I used to beta test all of my products in kind of the traditional way. I would build something and find some people to take it for free and get their opinions on it and use the feedback I got from them to figure out if I was on the right track. And doing this does have some value, and there are definitely some times that you want to have that kind of user testing in your courses. But there's something that I generally love even better, and that is using the founding member approach. So the founding member approach is basically when you teach live or drip your content out the first time you do it. And essentially, don't create content until someone has already paid for it. So this is what I've personally started to do instead of recruiting free beta testers. And the reason for doing this is when you have a free beta tester, you want to pick someone who is your target audience, of course, right? So you, if you pick someone who's the kind of person who would typically take your course, you are going to get relevant feedback from them. But the one thing you don't get from a beta tester is credit card proof. Credit card proof, meaning is someone actually going to pay for this? People might be really interested in your product. They might enjoy it. They might get a lot out of it. But nothing says that you're on the right track more than getting someone to actually pay for your product. The other thing with this founding member approach is by not recording content in advance, I'm saving myself tons of time in the validation process. If you create something and then it doesn't sell very much or really fails to sell at all, then you've kind of lost that time you spent recording. If you don't have the recordings yet, if you maybe just have some slides and an outline, then that's the perfect opportunity to go back to the drawing board, edit your slides, iterate a little bit, figure out what you need to improve, and get it running again. Some other advantages to working with founding members, besides the fact that they actually pay money, well, I mean, I should say by virtue of the fact that they are paying money, this tends to mean that they are more invested in your course. When someone is taking something for free, they don't have as much invested in it, and they don't tend to put as much energy in it because of that. Because the founding members are more invested, it means that they typically get better results. They can be more enthusiastic and they give you that social proof that you need as well. So let's talk a little bit more about how a founding member launch actually would work. So when you do a founding member launch, your aim is not immediately to scale your course to tons and tons of people. With founding members, you're probably going to market primarily to a warm audience, the people who already know you, have engaged with your content in the past, so you're not necessarily investing a lot of money here in uh, 
Facebook ads or promoted pins or promoted Instagram posts, you're going to do this first founding member launch, mostly on an organic basis. Now, if you want to do some ads, maybe that's okay, but I generally advise waiting to do a big investment in ads until after you know that your product works and you know at what rate your product is probably going to convert. So if I'm doing a founding member launch, I might do something as simple as create an email sequence to go out to my list to get them to sign up for a webinar or a challenge, promote that same opt-in on Instagram, run my webinars, and then have another email sequence that comes after the webinar to encourage people who signed up for the webinar to actually sign up for my course. So you're basically doing the same kind of a thing. You're just doing it on a small scale because what you're trying to do is get that first group of people who are a match for your ideal audience into your course. And then once they have signed up, then you can start teaching. So one thing you can do is make your first iteration of a course a live run. So you are actually teaching live maybe every week or so and the lessons come out in that sequence. You also don't necessarily have to teach live. You can uh, drip the content out week by week and have them be recordings. So you're basically making one recording, sending it out, making the next recording and sending that one out. So either approach can work. So that's one kind of piece of pushback I've gotten from people who maybe are interested in the founding member approach, but the idea of teaching live is just a little intimidating to them. You don't have to. You can also do these recordings one by one and release each module one at a time. So that is another way to do it. All right, so I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions about how to use the founder member approach for your next launch, I would love to chat more. Uh, you can always find me on Instagram at train, thrive, grow, or send me a message at hello at rachelrecklam.com. Talk to y'all soon. Before we go today on the podcast, I also wanted to highlight my partnership with Podia. When I first started creating online courses, getting your course out to your audience was difficult. Today, online course creators have lots of options when it comes to where to host their online courses. But Podia is the platform that I use myself and the one I recommend to all my clients. Podia offers beautiful designs, amazing value, immediate payout, and customer service that is seriously out of this world. Visit rachelrecklam.com slash podia to learn more and find out how you can get a free course strategy session with me when you subscribe to any paid Podia plan. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more, you can find me on Insta at Train Thrive Grow. And don't forget to leave a rating and review for this podcast in iTunes. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.